Uh, so let's go from one charge topic to another. The question is, Leviticus 18.22 says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Should this be interpreted as is, or is it more likely medicinal advice, not spreading diseases? Um, does this mark homosexuality as sin? And then they also say animals can be homosexual too, so do they also sin? Um, yeah, okay, let's let's kind of take it one at a time here. Does it does it mark homosexuality as just a simple sin, like straightforward, like this is something not to do? The answer there would be yes. Um, don't, and, and <clears throat> let me just highlight the wording here, is like, mm -hmm. don't do with a man what you do with a woman that's proper, which would be marriage, right? When a, when a man and woman get married, that, that this is like ideally an intimate loving relationship. He's like, don't do this between two men. Um, let me read it to you though in context, because a lot of the Old Testament law, you could argue, well, that's for Israel. Why would I think that's for non israel You know, is it for Gentiles too? Because if God judges Israel that way, it might be because like with the Sabbath or with like, say, Passover, observe Passover. He doesn't punish other nations for not observing Passover because he never told them to do it. So is this for Israel, for all people? Um, well, let me read to you guys. Uh, Leviticus 18, 20 through 25. Uh, listen to the context here. I, I think it answers our questions for us. You shall not have intercourse with your neighbor's wife to be defiled with her. Okay, that's probably not medicinal. This is like, don't do adultery. This is about adultery, right? You shall not give any of your offspring over to Molech, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Well, that, that had to do with taking your kids and they would burn them alive as an offering to Molech. They'd burn their children, their living children alive. They'd burn them. Okay, that's just, obviously this is a pretty extreme thing. The next verse, you shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It's an abomination. Next verse, also you shall not have intercourse with any animal to be defiled with it, nor shall any woman stand before any animal to mate with it. It's a perversion. Do not defile yourselves by any of these things. And then here's a key. For by all these, the nations which I'm casting out before you have become defiled. For the land has become defiled. Therefore, I've brought its punishment upon it. So the land has spewed out its inhabitants. So this is about the, the Canaanites that were inhabiting the land before Israel shows up. And God expressly says in this passage, the things I'm telling you, these specific rules, this is what they did and I'm punishing them for it. My point is, if God judges Gentiles who don't have the law for these things, then it must be a universal truth, not just a law of Moses type thing. So, um, so yeah, now the, the, some people get hooked up on the word abomination there and they go, yeah, but the Bible says like eating lobsters is an abomination. Actually, that's a different word in the Hebrew. Uh, our English translations sometimes use the same word. It's a very different word in the Hebrew, different context. Uh, it's not the same as shellfish, okay? <laughs> and it's not the word abomination we want to get hung up on. It's the teaching that this is universally something God doesn't want mankind to do. It's a behavior he doesn't want. Could it be just medical advice? Well, I mean, it might be medically helpful, but to say it's only medical advice would be to take context to be kind of adding something that the original audience never would have thought about. And it seems to be sin that brings judgment. And I, I think <clears throat> Leviticus is one passage that talks about this, but Romans 1 makes it even more clear. Very, very clear. This is this is something God's very serious about. And this is, again, where we're going to conflict with our culture because they're going to mm -hmm. be like, if you don't approve of this behavior, I'm going to hate you. <laughs> like This is this is the current reaction. Um, I think that you're judgmental and you're weird and rude and angry and you're a horrible person. And the response is, the question isn't whether I approve of it. The question is whether God approves of it and then whether I want to submit to God's approval or not. And when you make it, it's not about me and you. This is about the creator of the universe and how he said he wants us to live. 
it's possible that we love things that he hates. We should pay attention to that. So yeah, it seems to be sin that brings judgment. Now, if someone says, but animals do it, animals have, I've heard this many times, animals have homosexual relationships. It's, that means yeah. it's natural, therefore it's okay. But where do we get the idea that typical animal behavior is okay for humans? Like, where does this come from? Like animals eat their babies. Animals kill their mates. Animals steal mm -hmm. things all the time. They just constantly steal things. The other day, I go on a walk with my wife every day, and we saw a crow chasing a squirrel. And we figured it had probably taken a, uh, tried to get an egg out of the crow's nest. And the crow's like harassing this squirrel. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, animals go walking around naked all the time. Animals mm -hmm. rape each other. They just do. They just rape each other and murder. I mean, no, like animal behavior is not the standard for me. And to, to, to think that if animals do it, I'll do it is a weird, it, it, and I'm not suggesting that the asker, the person who asked the question believes this, that they're just <clears throat> trying to get answers to tough questions. But, but if I do operate from a place of thinking, whatever animals do, I can do. This is not a Christian worldview. We're not like the animals. Man was made in the image of God. And we have a higher calling and we have a different responsibility in creation uh, compared yeah. to animals, which is why, like, you know, when a dog bites me, I don't react the same as when my neighbor bites me, right? Because, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. upset with the dog. I'm bothered. But if my neighbor bites me, I'm like, that was worse. That was inhumane. We use the word inhumane, which doesn't even with a human. Mean, yeah, it's inhuman. <laughs> like, it doesn't even mean because, um, like. Animals do inhumane things to each other all the time, but it doesn't count because they're not humans. We do assume humans have a different standard. When humans do that, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a whole different conversation if your neighbor's dog bites you versus your neighbor. Like, yeah. the vibe in the neighborhood goes down real quick. <laughs> some, some awkward moments that are in the neighborhood. <laughs> I I mean, I've, I've gotten that. I feel that question before. Um, I'm... Uh, I help with the youth group at my church and every week we break out into, we call them tribes, little small groups. And mm -hmm. I lead the junior high, uh, boys. And so they, they ask tough questions and I've heard this question asked in the past. And mm -hmm. my response is always, have you ever watched your dog throw up and then eat it? Yeah. Is that a good situation? Like, no, that's bad. It shouldn't do that. And you need to yeah. like, you need to actively pull your dog away from that situation. Like, because it's harmful to the dog. Yeah. And in that way, there are things that can seem good to the person doing them that can be harmful to them that we, you know, are called to pull people away from sometimes. And it's right. not a fun conversation in our culture. Um, and, you know, I, I always tell them, like, you know, if these people aren't Christians, like, that's not a conversation you need to go have with them. Like you don't need to walk up to a gay couple and be like, just so you guys know, I got a God and he says, you're sinning. Like that's not a productive conversation with people most of the time. Um, but it is, it is something that, you know, you, if you are reading the Bible, I pull people out of Leviticus and I bring them into the new Testament. And I'm like, I don't really want to talk about what the Levitical law says about that because people have hangups. Like, I want to talk about what the New Testament says, um, what the law of Christ says, as we're talking about these kind of tough cultural topics. Yeah, I think I think this question in the last one, they, they, they touch on a really key thing, which is we're just aware of how triggered people get on these topics. And it makes us mm -hmm. concerned in conversation with them. And so I want to offer clarity, but 
like I want to explain to people like, hey, when we say that, uh, you know, the Bible is opposed to homosexuality, that's actually kind of a clumsy way to say it, right? Because it talks about the physical behavior, not some inclination. So if someone says, I'm attracted right. to the same sex, I'll go, okay, well, you deal with temptation just like everybody else. I, 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 I view you no different. You don't, have to, you don't even have to fix the temptation. You just follow Christ, right? So um, I want to try to separate the identity from the behavior and focus on the behavior as something God calls us to deal with. I want to try to bring those kinds of clarity things. I want to explain that if someone found real real love, they, they feel like real acceptance and love and kindness in a gay relationship, then I want to say, well, I think the love and acceptance and kindness was great. It's the sexual part that was bad. That, that I want to try to be clear. I'm not trying to to act like you never were nice to each other or something weird like that. Like, so I want to provide those types of nuance that I think might help. Um, mm -hmm. But I kind of, the, the longer I've done this, the more I'm just like, well, look, you know, like some people are going to be angry no matter what. And the more I'm gentle and the more I'm like super like apologetic about my views, the more it just justifies. Cause to them, it's like, see, you know, you're wrong. You know, you're being all nice and stuff like that. And so I start to wonder like, what is the right approach? What is the right approach? You know, like when Paul went to Athens and he tells them all like, yeah, your idols are all false. Like this was, a, this was hugely unpopular <laughs> to say, yes. this, you know, that he's actually very confrontive about that stuff. Um, he come on to all men everywhere to repent. Like he, you know, they, they said the word repent a lot more than most of us do, I think back then. Yeah. So well, I'm not, I think, I mean, yeah. I, I, you say confrontational. I mean, I think that's, that's part of the challenge when we're, we're dealing with people who struggle with homosexuality is it has been done incorrectly by many of our Christian brothers and sisters. It's been done incorrectly in the past. And I mean, I, I feel compelled to apologize for, uh, you know, the way it's been so portrayed so wrong and, and, and yeah. just handled so wrong. Now, I mean, where, are you, just, where are you guys from? What, what like state do you live in? I'm in Virginia, Virginia. And I'm Massachusetts. Okay. So I'm, I'm, Cal I'm Southern California. Uh -huh. So I'm often dealing with people who have never had anybody confront them about it at all, ever. Yeah. It's a, it's a culture thing, right? So like Southern California culture, there's, there's no like, um, I know you guys think it's wrong. I just feel like they didn't care about me the way they said it, the way they said I was wrong. It's like they hated me for it. Like that's usually it's more like um, no one has ever confronted them on these issues or any yeah. sin issues because it's the, the message of the gospel becomes like uh, it's love, love, love. And that's it. <laughs> come on, believe in Jesus. Come to, come to youth group. Love, love. You're a Christian. And there's, there's yeah. no confrontation of sin of any kind. So like that, that tends to be my, I'm reacting to that saying like, well, I just want to make sure I don't lose the baby with the bathwater. The baby is repent. The bathwater is, yeah. um, I look down on you. I despise you. I, I think of you as less of a person. It's like, no, no, we're all, we're all people who need to turn from our sin and trust in Christ. Yeah, we're, we're all just horribly lost in sin. That's, I mean, we, it, yeah. homosexuality gets made into a bigger deal than other sin. And it's, it's a big deal, but so is our other sin. So is, I mean, it's, you know, divorce is, is a horrible sin. And uh, we, we don't talk about that enough, but you yeah. know, my lying is a horrible sin. Um, we, we don't. Yeah. I do. I have a whole thing of course, three hour study on it. Oh, really? I can be open and tell you, Mike, I haven't really watched many, many well, videos. Uh, I, I will now, but yeah, I, I don't think you need to. I'm just, yeah, I'm just happy that anybody sees them, but, but no, I have a, like a three hour video on the topic of divorce and remarriage, trying to get into a detail. Um, I'm going to be doing a, a study sometime soon. I, well, I say soon, soon for me might be months out. 
But on the issue of gluttony, I feel like we don't talk about that enough and we should. But the yeah. answer is the church has to actually hold our ground and call it sin with clarity. Hmm. Instead of apologizing for calling it sin, we can apologize for doing it without the love of Christ. But we can't apologize for it being a sin. That's the thing we, I can't apologize for. Plus, yes. I like, I just push you off the cliff. I just push you right off the cliff because there's these are things that God wants to deal with in your life. And I'm telling you, keep doing it. You're fine. And I'm like the Jezebel in, in Rome, uh, Revelation who, who uh, tells the people of God to go ahead and, and engage in sexual immorality. So it's, you know, I, I at some point Christianity has to confront the culture and say, I know you're angry, but it's because you're so wrong. 